Good evening, Mr. Matt Awkward. I am Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. Welcome to the Funbox Monster Podcast. We are on episode three of our Phantasmagoria. Phantasma Fest. Yes. Uh, very excited. Phantasma. thon I had not seen this movie in forever. I, I didn't Holy remember a shit. single thing about this, this thing? madness. Was this a dare? Was, <laughs> was it like... I mean, I mean, phantasms always kind of like don't make sense. Uh, I but love this, this movie. This one's just like, yep. let's just have fun. Let's go bonkers, balls to the wall. It's it's almost like a freaking spoof. It's it borders crazy. on it borders on spoof comedy Agreed. at points. Agree. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's I, I'm and I I'm not trashing it. I'm just no. saying like, holy shit, what a different tone than the first movie <laughs> and and the second. Like this is just totally. Um, nuts. I mean. I think they did a really good job differentiating the this movie from the rest of them. But yeah. this was this was the direct to video era. This was the like, all right, we're doing a this one's not even going to theaters kind of thing. All right, let's just do it. And it's it it's weird because it feels like somebody's first movie where they've got too many ideas and they're just throwing them all <laughs> at the same time. But it's also that same kind of thing where probably because phantasm became so popular sorry about that pop um uh i think that he was thinking about it a lot and so he was like oh man i have this vision of the tall man sitting in a chair looking into the orb you know and it's like sure all of these like all those set pieces and the the things hanging from the ceiling and like all of those set pieces are phenomenal and really cool but they're out of touch with the tone of phantasm yeah like him the idea of him being sauron like is weird or saruman like that he's like sitting in his that's the lord of the rings big eye thing right (laughs) sauron's the big eye thing saruman is the the guy in the robe uh (laughs) i don't know robe guy i just know that okay so essentially i've only played the pinball okay (laughs) i mean you pretty much know everything you need to know (laughs) he's the guy that uh multi-ball I don't know. Not <laughs> no, that's the Balrog. That's actually. the Balrog. Ball I, I remember right? that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I love that machine. Yes. Yeah, oh, that fun. table is so good. Anyway, uh, but yeah, I think it's I think it's weird. And I will say there were so many things that occurred to me during this movie about how influential uh, Phantasm was as a as like a series and just as a concept. Mm-hmm. I just it took me this viewing of this movie. To realize that the the show Supernatural is just Phantasm the Legendary Journeys. is like legitimately like, oh, we're just going to like, oh, we've taken care of the ball stuff. Now we're going to do all the other X-Files shit that's going on. It's dudes in a fucking black muscle car with a trunk full of weapons that go out and hunt Supernatural shit across the country. It's like, huh, that that's very Phantasmy. Okay. Oh, that's supernatural. Okay, that's no, what's I've that's what supernatural. Okay. The show I know it's a show, but I've I've never watched it. Uh, hey, Ben Edlund, who wrote the Tick, wrote a bunch of episodes, oh. and they're great. I I have seen the Tick. I do you like that? <laughs> um, oh yeah. <laughs> but we'll get to it. But does Reggie just have like a whole garage full of these muscle cars? Because I love that they're different in each one. <laughs> but he like they wrecked the one in the last one. Yeah. Now this, it's now he's got a rag top. This one picks up right after it. He's just like, I've been restoring this car for two years. Like, Oh, okay. I guess you just had yeah, yeah, that yeah. one too. At the same time, just <laughs> in case we're parked in your garage. Yeah. And yeah. Blew up. <laughs> no, no. He, he's got, that was at his summer home. Oh, oh gotcha. That gotcha, was gotcha. at his car restoration summer home. He's a very you, wealthy ice cream salesman. 
<laughs> you know, you know that he's like a he's Ben and Jerry, right? Rolling in that ice cream money. Like, he wasn't like delivering that. <laughs> yeah, he just does he that is. as like a yeah, it's like a promotion thing. He's like the Ronald McDonald of that company. So he's like a multimillionaire from doing this shit, and he spends it all on Hemi Kudas. Fuck! I wish Ben which, and Jerry's would make a fan uh, a, a, a banister flavored ice cream. What the hell, man? Why is there not a why is there not th- why, why is there not a, a horror themed ice cream? I'm trying to think of a fun hmm. name for it right now. I don't know, but uh, I mean, did you see when Sally had her ice cream company? One of my friends had an ice cream company in town, mm-hmm. and she would literally deliver ice cream to people, which was great during the pandemic. Yep, um, Bannister and Jerry's, but she <laughs> perfect. <laughs> but she did a whole line when we had uh, when we had the guar signing at the store. Yep, she made a whole line of guar ice cream oh, nice. that we had at the store and gave out. Yeah, it was amazing. Mm. So. Somebody should do that. Come yes, on. Come on. Get Give on us some that. Reggie Bannister ice cream. Absolutely. Uh, okay. <laughs> so let's talk this movie. Tall I'm... man, Tiaramisu. <laughs> you know what? Tiaramisu man. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't it just be, uh, what's the ice cream of the future? It's just made of little round balls. Oh, but those dots like or something instead. like that? Uh, they're they're dipping Oh, dipping dots. Dipping spheres. Dipping spheres. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, <laughs> the ice cream of the nth dimension or wherever those... <laughs> little guys come from 30 minutes later <laughs> after all right. the ice cream puns oh right yeah, yeah sorry. the fun box podcast actually started <laughs> yeah sure let's talk about it um <laughs> all right oh, fuck. I, now i have other stuff i want to talk about <laughs> okay just really quickly really quickly super fast i i know everybody knows this but like uh we were talking about how jj abrams was a super fan of uh of phantasm oh, yeah, and all this yep and also i we did not mention i think this is probably like the fun fact that everyone in the world knows that captain phasma the silver lady is named after phantasm and that was a phantasm joke essentially was that there was a stormtrooper named Captain Phasma from the new movies. Oh, okay. And she's in full silver ball stormtrooper <laughs> armor, which is oh, great. I want to see that. So that's pretty oh, cool. I mean, I want to see a picture of that. I don't care you don't want to see that. <laughs> no. <laughs> and also... Does it have Jar Jar? It does. It's got like six Jar Jars. Seriously? Everybody's a Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you're pulling my leg now. <laughs> it was fine. Um... No, but I also found out that uh, Phantasm and Star Wars were being edited in the same bay. And, like, literally, like, Lucas would kick him out to edit Phantasm. So, like, or to edit uh, Star Wars. Really? Like, he'd be in there, and then they'd be like, I'm oh, sorry, you're going to have to leave. George Lucas is showing up. And he'd be like, okay. They'd pack their reels, and they'd leave. And literally, Star Wars was being shot, was being edited at the same time Phantasm was. And... That makes that Jawa connection even a it's, little weirder. It's even weirder because they absolutely were first. Phantasm was first. Yep. No matter what. It's very clear that Phantasm was first. And also, like, one so, of his... So, so Coscarelli, like, forgets a reel there, and George is like, ooh. <laughs> Good question. I mean, it's just like they... I mean, I think it's just zeitgeist kind of, yeah. kind of stuff. I think it was just there. But either way, it is interesting that that the two of them have that weird connection and then there's the J.J. Abrams and the new movies connection and like it's just an interesting Star Wars back and forth with this movie. Neato. Yeah. Also, uh, the dwarves are called lurkers. We find out in this one. Yes. Which I think is an important thing. Thank God we can actually mention that now. Which is a, obviously a reference to lurking fear because they take the bodies out. Wait, who calls them lurkers? Isn't it the kid? It's the little kid. So the little kid Tim... 
He names them. He names them. Yeah, yeah. And we just roll with that. I mean, I think they roll with it from then on. I yep. think the series rolls with them as lurkers from then on. Okay. I'll I'm good it. with it. I'm fine Listen, with it. I like that kid. Normally, me, too. That, me too. It's weird. He's that, a kid character I like. He is... He's not annoying at all. Exactly the kind of kid character that everybody fucks up. Everybody yeah. screws that kind of thing up in these movies. It's always... They're always supposed to be endearing and you just want to strangle them mm -hmm. and this kid is like not annoying he's just no. he kind of just does he what he does save your ass in a pinch man <laughs> i mean there's also that too and he can drive very that's, very that's plus poorly <laughs> that means it's okay every town in this whole world is decimated <laughs> so there's nobody else on the road that's he's true good. he's good all right so um, this movie, like we were saying, uh, like I was saying earlier about him sitting, this is this movie starts off with like a classic, like fantasy illustration version of him. Like the the scene is shot with him sitting in basically a throne, yeah, looking into one of the spheres, and it's like it looks like one of those paintings that you'd see in like a D and D manual. Like it's a very it's a very classic fantasy. <laughs> the wizard's hollow. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's contemplating his orb. Yeah. clearly. <laughs> and uh, and so we see now that guess what? It's got a brain in it. So that's interesting. That was neat. Yeah. Okay. So Mike narrates. He's saying, "I can feel him watching me. He's been doing it since I was a boy." <laughs> then we flash back to everything that's happened in the last two movies, and then we get reminded of that photo that. I totally forgot about with uh, Jody and the fucking poodle and the guitar. Yeah. Woo! I don't know why, but I was not prepared for that in this viewing, and I like I lost it. Uh, very funny. So I don't it's know. Not if, that funny. I thought, are you kidding me? <laughs> that poodle and guitar photo is fucking hilarious. That <laughs> might have been the funniest thing ever. Jody's okay. back in this. That was neat. That was cool. Yeah. And, so and the get, original Mike is back. Do you think that maybe Mike? They they realized that they thought that Mike might not be the greatest actor in this, and they kind of buried him because he did not have he a lot. He did not of have a lot time. to do. It's like, hey, you're finally back in Phantasm. Cool. What do I do? I get kidnapped and Dis disappear for the whole fucking movie. Disappear for the whole movie. Now and when then you get back, back guess you. what? You can go to sleep. Because, and, <laughs> and I got to tell you, I don't think if that was the case, maybe it's just maybe that's just how it was. It's written. Just how it was. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis is in the hospital for a that's, bunch of that's kills. A good point. You know what I mean? Because he he's good. He like I didn't think he was bad at all. No. I didn't I didn't find him distracting or anything. No. So, okay. Um, God, I should not be drinking seltzer to be talking this much. <laughs> all right. Um, okay. So we see them leaving the cemetery, and uh, then we see this the uh, and then we cut to the corpse of the tall man. I love that visual. Just kind of. All grody. All and from the last movie where he got all acided out, and now get, now a brand new tall man just walks out like boop and just picks up his old dead tall man self also, and chucks it back in the. He was very funny. He like, was what? he was very funny. He was like mugging. He was like almost. He was like this close to mugging to the camera. Yeah. he pops through the dimension. I thought it was, it was so cool. Whoop. I just love the image oh, of him great. picking up the Roddy acid body and just be like. Well, Shook. I almost wish we could just seen the red planet and we yeah. just saw like a pile of dead tall men. Like, he just kept coming up and throwing that. Yeah. I thought that would have been a cool visual. Like, it wouldn't have made sense, but at the same time, it's fucking Phantasm, so who cares? <laughs> exactly. You want to not make sense? Just go I kind of half believe that he didn't even know what was going on at the end of the movie. Well, no, but I mean, and it's... Does and this it's, set up... I, I, again, I'm I haven't watched sure Part 4 does. yet, so it's just like... Who knows? All I know is that this whole movie was set up as though it was going to explain everything that happened in the last two movies like it felt very much like they were like all right 
this time for real, everybody. Let's buckle down and we're going to get a mythology and it's all going to make sense with everything people have seen. And instantly it's like, so why is there another tall man? I don't know. know. Fuck! (laughs) Wait, why does Mike have silver balls for eyeballs and a ball on his forehead? Because he's a ball. Just have him him say that not everything appears as it seems and walk away. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Uh, I mean, again... I think maybe it was just my expectation getting in the way that phantasm movies don't make sense, and that's the whole point. And I'm, f- but they're I'm so fine. I mean, damn neat absolutely. that I'm fine with it. Sometimes, sometimes would you would you I've rather that, not have him have silver eyes? No way. I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was fucking and crazy. And I said this on the show before. Us uh, talking, it, it's call me a hypocrite if you will, because when we talked about demons and demons yeah. too, which I fucking hate. Yeah, yeah. I hate because there's no logic to it, <laughs> and I'm just like in this movie, this doesn't make any fucking sense. But I love it. So yeah, uh, I can be hypocritical here. I well, can admit right. it. Yeah, yeah, but I think I I definitely see the difference between this and demons because mm-hmm. this has a narrative. Yeah. Where demons is just a bunch hey, of Hey, there's demons. Yeah, it's just <laughs> we're in a room and there's demons. Yep. We're in another room and there's demons. There's demons and we're like Yeah. Nothing links together for yep. that movie. This movie tells a story definitely. even though even in this it's one broke. which is a, a very broken story. Um it just it doesn't yep. you know, it doesn't line up. And it's got pacing issues. This movie has a lot of pacing issues and a lot of weirdness and it's backloaded and it's like, it feels uneven. Like half the movie is home alone. Half like there's like 16 different chunks of this movie that are 16 different movies. I guess. I don't, but I still I don't, love it. I don't feel like it has very many pacing issues. I feel like it, it may be a little bit. The campfire scene, like wake up, go to bed, wake up, go to bed. Wake up, stop, start, stop, start, stop. But I don't I don't mean that it has pacing issues in that it's slow. Yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. I mean that it I mean that it feels it feels uneven. It feels like yeah. it's not it's not like flowing. And that's it's yeah, that's what I that's feel. what I mean. Like we go especially when you see all the hearses and they get attacked by the yeah. grave diggers for a second and it's like, Oh, okay, they're gonna go there oh wait, no, they're gonna go camp out and sit by a fire for a little bit, I guess. Now. I will also <laughs> say that narratively there is kind of an interesting problem with them just being they they're they're basically given these opportunities to be like aha we're throwing this this thing that's going to happen and then we've got to solve it with our brains and it's like just kidding we're going to shoot something and then it's going to cut to the next scene and we're at a campfire and it's yeah like, exactly what? but what? we could have you could have done something interesting there instead but you know again fucking love this movie so and whatever the, and i love that there's hotel runners for all these towns where there's so nothing weird. so like weird. there's no anything anywhere in this movie but like there's a gas station for reggie to stop at there's a hotel for him to always board up at, always gas stations but there's nobody <laughs> around ever like yeah, uh, yeah. well until later on and then we get some people who are hanging out in one of the ghost towns yeah for some reason <laughs> just for narrative reasons <laughs> uh okay so uh so uh whatever we get um we get Mike saying that they can't trust anything because nothing as it seems is as it seems. Of course, no duh. We've seen the movies. Um, so we see the last few moments of part two recreated with original flavor Mike and not replacement Mike, yep. which is really cool. And the- just like the first one, it's fucking seamless. Yep. You cannot tell what scene was what from what movie. It's so Except good. Except they retcon that uh, yes. shotgun. Oh, they were like, "Oh, whoops! I guess Mike has a bulletproof, uh, has a has a bandolier, and he got the shotgun out." 
Yeah, so I guess he has now. a he <laughs> Here's how so what we didn't see in part 2 was that he made two shotguns and loaded them both <laughs> and one of them was like stuck to him with like some sort of glue. Oh, is or, that what happened? Yeah, yeah, and it just kind of fell <laughs> off and I don't know. I love that they have the I'm glad that the gun that blew up in the house is still there. Yeah. Oh, fucking a, why it's not? It's just kind of funny. Oh. Dude, of this is one of those movies where it's like any movie that you could complain about continuity errors, not this one. No. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's it's too late for you if they you're thinking wear, about they continuity. Wear, they wear it on its sleeve and they don't care. Right. I like that. Exactly. This almost feels, this movie too, ah, oh, jeez, this is going to take forever. We're going to beat our record from last time. Uh, this movie also feels almost more like a TV series it than does. a movie. I mean, sure. Like, you could pick up any Friday the 13th movie, really, and just be like, okay. I get this. Yeah. I get what's going on. This one you pick up and it's like, if you haven't watched the first two, you're kind of just like, what? Yeah, I'd say you'd probably be kind of lost. I mean, even... it'd be fun because there's sure. definitely a lot of fun things, but yeah, just the following of the characters and the, everything, <laughs> like, it builds on it. It's true. Despite. I mean, definitely this next scene. So the thing that comes up here, so we get the, you know, we get the hearse flip. We see, uh, we see Reg, you know, he's less hurt than he was in part two when we saw him at the end. Like he was, this makes no sense. He was to me straight too. up dead. But like, so, so the, the car stops. Yep. Uh, flaky scalp girl, I guess kicks him out or attacks him. Or maybe yep. that's a tall man or maybe it's not. Anyway, kicks Reg out for some ass reason, then just drives away, then proceeds to explode. Like, but yeah. the tall man doesn't <laughs> want Mike exploded. So why did the hearse explode if that was a creature of the tall man? And if it wasn't a creature mm. of the tall man, who was Scalp Girl? And why did the car explode? <laughs> she seemed to be driving know. just fine two seconds ago, staying in the lane. Mike they, like, grabbed the wheel. They take a, he was behind the partition. He couldn't have. Then they just he turned smashed a, through it like he smashes through every window <laughs> in every one of these things. Oh, that's freaking Tim's specialty. Imagine a kid running out a window in a car. <laughs> I wish that was realistic. People do love smashing through windows. Tim just like, clunk, ow. (laughs) (laughs) When he jumped out of that hearse in a flashback, cracked me up. I was like, what? Oh, my God. Just he runs into the safety glass and he's just just unconscious. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, Okay. But, uh, yeah, I just don't understand why the hearse explodes or why Reggie gets kicked out or who the girl is. And the movie's just like, oh, you want to know that? Yep, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. (laughs) Whatever. He watches the hearse flip. He tries to fight off a little goober, and he... There's another part that I'm just like, wait, what? And Which I, one? <laughs> I'm going to have some complaints, but they're not complaints. They're yeah, just like yeah. they're just like WTFs. Like, I right. love this movie. But yeah, Reggie Reggie grabs the, the big tree branch, and he sees the, the, the lurker, <laughs> and then he's just like, hey! Then the lurker turns around, and he's like, oh, shit! And it's like, what, what are you talking about? You That's... know what you were about to fight. What are you running from? <laughs> you just picked the fight with something that you know what it is. Because that's Reggie's comedy beat that he does in every single movie where he's like, he threatens something and then he realizes he's outclassed and goes, whoa, and runs away. That's his deal. Uh, it just cracked me up. I was like, what are you, wait, you, you, yep. you know what this is. You know what it looks like. You know what you're getting into. And then the minute you get into it, you're like, oh, crap. No, I mean, I think, I think the way that they forgive the continuity error of the shotgun and all that stuff is just by the fact that he explodes this goober in such a way that you're like, oh, well, I'm not going to complain about that. Yeah. Because basically, he realizes that he has his quad barrel shotgun on the ground, and it's fully loaded, and so he just unloads on this one little goober and explodes him into a jillion pieces. Well, that was the only the other thing I was wondering about, 
but it doesn't make any sense with the, the shotgun being loaded now, is what if Michael apparently had that in the back seat because he's got the bullet vest? What if he shot the driver through the partition, which caused the hearse to crash and explode? But that doesn't make any sense because the gun was just loaded instantly right after, ready to go again. Well, Mike was passed out on the ground. That was what Mike did with his last few moments of, of uh, consciousness. consciousness. He was like, got to oh, reload. Got to reload <laughs> yeah. for Reggie. <laughs> for Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> Do it for Reggie. Uh, yeah, great. <laughs> so then uh, we got lurkers hopping in the yep. trees like monkeys. Oh, that's which, which leads to cool. Which leads to the other comedy beat of Reggie just shooting up in the air oh, and having three God, lurkers it's fall. So it's perfect. It's great. And then the tall, and then he finds Mike on the ground. The timing of them falling out of the tree is where you, he dunk, shoots one, dunk, dunk, and yeah. then it's just dum, dum, dum. <laughs> so great, <laughs> beautiful. Um, and then the tall man shows up and he pulls out that grenade. Yeah. And he says something to the effect like, eight seconds to our pieces." Yep. And uh, then it's then he holds that grenade for about I counted twenty seven seconds after he says eight seconds. Right. Well, I mean, I think huh, interesting. He does he say something like that? I don't. He know. does. Whatever. He's like eight seconds till we blow up, and then the tall man's like, "I don't want him in pieces." Yeah. But it's like, but you just let him crash, or I yeah, don't I don't know. But either way, it cracked me up too that Reggie just held that grenade for so long. That'd be so like, long. That'd but be like yeah, the crappiest grenade. <laughs> so grenade. I mean, just give it a minute. <laughs> the way they work is that if you hold the, if you're holding the the thing. I mean, I don't know about this crazy digital grenade that I've never oh, seen yeah. before. It was an apple else. grenade. I <laughs> <laughs> <Eye> grenade. <laughs> Die differently. Uh, <laughs> apple grenades. So yes, he says I don't want him in pieces, and he's like, I'll wait. You and he says something like. Keep him, keep him safe, or something like that, which is weird. It's like I want him in pieces, but I will like yeah. send an evil nurse to drill his head with a crazy thing. Is well, that, yeah, is but that that's the, fine. Is that a ball implanter? It's a ball remover. Because he's remover. Because he's a ball. Okay, is that what's going on? Yeah, Mike's a ball. Spoiler alert: Mike is actually a space ball for forever. I think, when was he balded? I think he has been a ball since he was born. What? I think so. I think I think he's basically like somehow he was like I listen, this is just idle speculation on my part. <laughs> That's all we do here anyway. But I mean, it, it's somewhere <laughs> or maybe somewhere between part 1 and part 3 he was implanted, but it seems as though this particular ball, like so, because later on, again, spoiler alert, Angus Scrim is also a ball. Well, from space, is he though? Yes, a ball breaks out of his body, but like, yeah, is that's that ball going to fly back to that planet and grab another? Yeah, body I mean, to ride in. That's or? what the, that's basically what they explain is that. Um, I mean, I don't know about him. He's a he's a special case, but I think he might be like an upper. He's probably an upper echelon character that can just like take new bodies whenever he wants one yeah um th there's a couple of different versions of this like they went this this doesn't actually jive with the later retcon of how the story works but um but i mean if he is a ball in this which we find out he is the uh basically they say they take the brains out 
they leave a vestigial bit of the brain that allows like whatever would allow the the body to function mm-hmm. so that they can be operated like a hive mind and he can send them out to just do basic rudimentary functions their upper brain gets gets shrunk down or has already been shrunk down taken out put into put one into of the balls ball. yeah and then that becomes a soldier essentially okay so it's like laborer it's like one person becomes a laborer and a soldier at the same time that's so neat it's a cool idea yeah. it really is um i i i don't hate it at all i mean it's weird Again, because Phantasm is such a magical movie, it's like it would be cool to not have answers, but you can't go into a third movie without answers. <laughs> yeah, like th- and they already pulled point, that shit with the second one. <laughs> yeah, at this point, they really have to start saying something. Oh, they're gonna get angry, people. Right? Be like, come on, okay, but why? <laughs> but yep. like, come on, why? I rolled with the I rolled with the ambiguity for the, and they're like, okay, well, here's like half ambiguity. Yeah, exactly. Okay, <laughs> okay so. Um, uh, all right. Uh, Reg brings Mike to the hospital and they put him on a respirator. Uh, we see the tall man hanging out again and uh, he starts poking that little brain inside the inside the sphere, rubbing it with his thumb. That's uh, what he does when he's just chilling. That's creepy. He does a little, he does a little <laughs> brain rubbing. Yeah, it's he's not... like, you, 736, fly down here. Ah, nice brain. Oh, do you, th- <laughs> <laughs> do you think they like it? Yes. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> okay, so uh, little ball, brainy ball buddies. Uh, back in Mike's hospital hospital room, uh, he's having a bit of a freak out. Uh, he's still like intubated, but he's like totally like chasing rabbits in his dreams. He's like kicking and like. Ah. Um, <laughs> and apparently they didn't X-ray him because they didn't find a giant metal ball in his head. Yeah. So uh, the nurse comes in to check on him, and she's trying to get him to go to the light because she's an agent i guess like I, who, who does she fit into this because there's lurkers there's the the grave what were the grave diggers called there's the gravers the gravers lurkers. gravers lurkers uh balls yeah and, and i guess the sentinels she fits in, and and i guess she fits into the new zombies that we have right, going we, on we also have zombies now that are yeah. some that are some other thing we've seen a zombie before because grandpa was a zombie in part two Remember the guy that got his mouth stitched and just hung out with his Oh, dead yes, wife? yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, yep. So he was a zombie, oh, too. Okay, so I guess we do have zombies. We always have. Yep, okay. Yeah, and I think she's probably... funnier in this one. Yes, they <laughs> definitely... I mean, they got very Return of the Living Dead in this yeah. one. Uh, and I think she's I think she's of that ilk. Yep. Oh, definitely. So I mean, she's... Well, she's... Again, because... Was she undercover like Joker in, in Dark Knight? Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, she's got... She is a ball as well. So she's a human being. Help, I'm a ball. <laughs> Sounds like a fucking uh, anime title. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Whatever. <laughs> when so Johnny gets horny, he turns into a ball. <laughs> help, I'm a ball. Uh, yes. Help, is it wrong to be a ball in a dungeon? Volume 16. Yeah. Um, okay, so. Uh, all right. He sees the tall man in the tunnel when he's literally... So he's literally visualizing a tunnel to heaven. Well, I think he's dying. And he's... But luckily he meets Jody, who... This cracks me up, because they got Jody back, Mm -hmm. but 
but he doesn't look like the long-haired hippie that he was. He's like a conservatively yeah, yeah. dressed like middle-aged guy now. So like, you know how when you ever see ghosts, they always like look like they have a dead like Joey like matured in the ghost world and like cleaned up his act and everything. And now he's like, it turns out that in the spirit world they have Fox News, and he just got he got Q pilled. Yeah. Oh, it cracks me up. Like it's he, very strange. It's funny that they didn't make him up to be the old hippie-looking Jody it's like weird. he did when he. Yeah, because yeah. he still looked great. He did. I, I, it wouldn't have looked that far fetched if you put a, a wig on him and same clothes, like yeah, just I mean, like Reggie, just the same thing they did with Reggie. Yeah, uh, they just lucked the fuck out with Reggie because his look, just like he doesn't change. He doesn't age right. Yeah, he does. He doesn't look any different. There's a 15 year age gap yeah. between the first movie and this one, and I can't tell the goddamn difference. Well, this movie also uh, was made six years after the last one, and it is supposed to take place directly after. Yeah. So that's another that's another like a uh, time chronologically confused yeah, yeah, thing about yeah. the Phantasm universe is like Jody's been dead for ten years, but like oh wait yeah it was ten years when we first said that in this part two, but now it's actually sixteen years past that, but you're still saying right. Jody's been dead for ten years. So yeah. this is still in technically 1988. Okay, even this sure. Is from like 94. Right. Ugh. I don't even want to think about what <laughs> all of that means. Uh, but okay, so. Uh, classic phantasm style. The nurse is about to to hit him in the brain with a big pokey instrument, and he pulls out his IV and stabs her with the <laughs> IV. Um, she's squirting pudding everywhere, twirling in a circle, and Reggie just makes it through the door just in time to grab her and get a big mouthful of her mouthful pudding of blood. Yellow glop. Yeah. Yep. Real gross. Oh, also, uh, they have uh, upped the opacity on their on their glop, so. Everything looks kind of like mustard. Like it's it's way less it's actually less disgusting in this one. Yeah. Part 2 was like top notch, way too way too puddingy. Just really made you want to barf. <laughs> this is almost like tempera paint or something. And so yeah. it's not quite as it's not quite as revolting. Yep. It like but the, uh, the other stuff just looks like mucus or something. Yeah. It's, ugh. Yeah, Reggie walks right in for a uh, old school <laughs> Peter Jackson uh, yep. goop in the mouth gimmick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, real good. Uh, and uh, it's very much in, in, in like a bad taste. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And so he throws her to the floor, and then we hear some mechanical piston noises. She flips over, <laughs> and we get the classic. She's got a ball popping out of her head. What I love this one because it has those like. Like it, like a little it, air thing it blows yeah. like it had like a, an escape hatch that it yep. blew in her head. It totally did. Yeah, hilarious. Love it. And uh, so it comes out not a normal ball. This one has an eyeball on the end of it. It's awesome. It's awesome, but at the same time, I don't get the eyeball thing they do in this movie because we already know that the spheres, the can, spheres see. can see. So why do they have to open up the, that? This one can see in full color. Remember, they only saw in like they only oh, saw in like hazy predator red. vision. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So in this, they it like actually sees what it is. So. It reminds me of the um, I forgot what he was called. The Guardian, maybe from a uh, Big Trouble. Right. Yeah, yeah. The he's basically a beholder from Dungeons and Dragons. But okay. yeah, it's very much like that. Yep, I agree. But yeah, so the eyeball ball sees him. He's like, it's like. I'm gonna go tell my dad. <laughs> and smashes off. through the window. I'm telling. I'm telling. I'm taking my ball and going home. <laughs> we don't have talking balls yet. I wish we. Wish we. That <laughs> <laughs> they talked like little Pac-Man's. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they will in part four. I don't know. <laughs> Big human teeth on them. 
Ooh. Why not? You put a human eyeball. <laughs> Perfect. Human brain inside. That's a good point. <laughs> Give it a pair of dentures. <laughs> <laughs> Fake horse teeth. Perfect. Uh, so they go back to Reg's place to get more guns or whatever for their for whatever they're doing, and they sh- they arrive and turns out Jody's there and he just does a James Bond chair spin reveal. He's like, "Hello, I've been waiting for you," kind of thing. Uh, and uh, turns out he's just visiting to give them important information. He's like. I've got important information for you. There's a tall man and there's these weird spheres and they're like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Where have you been for the past 10 years? No, no, no. I just need to tell you these things that you already know and lead the tall man directly to you. Yeah. It's all he... He was like, oh, I thought that he could lock onto me. Then don't come... If you don't have any information that means anything, he told them nothing and then led the fucking guy directly to them. That Look, part was frustrating. He's dead. He's probably lonely. <laughs> his brain's so little. Yeah. That's the other thing is his brain's now Oh, the he's size a ball. Of, he's a he's a morphy ball. By the way, he is now a 1980s morphing technology ball. Yeah. Oh god, that effect. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, he's Michael Jackson." I like, did. And he's just... getting a Capri Sun. Just do that in the sh- just do that morph in the shadows. No way. Show like the shadow of Jody on the wall turn into a shadow ball. That looked so cool when this movie came out in 1994 yeah, or whenever. It did not look so cool. <laughs> looked so awesome. I was like, oh my god, look at that. Look how awesome this looks. Um, <laughs> this is just like Terminator 2. Yeah. <laughs> which which looks pretty good still. It does, because it was done by a real effects company with a <laughs> massive budget. This was not done with a massive budget. You can't just assume that because some other massively funded company did something that looked cool, that you're going to be capable Come on, of. They got a computer, we got a computer, we good. We've got the same budget as that Capri Sun commercial. Yeah. That looks really good, right? <laughs> um, okay, Jody's the ball. He tries to help Mike, but the tall man's all powered up this time. Like, the tall man is drastically more powerful than he was in the second movie. He has... He's got even more of that Jean Grey Yeah, he's got straight-up, like, psionic powers yep. now. He's He lifts Mike off the ground and basically levitates him away like he's some sort of... I really like that. You know what that reminded alien. me of? Um, was, like, an alien abduction, like a UFO thing, when mm-hmm. people report that they're in strange trances. I wonder if that's what yeah, they were going for there. I think so. That art was coincidental, but either way, like, Mike's, like, stuck and he's moving and he's just like why why do you want me and he's all yeah. like calm but he can't move like i, I would have loved really to neat. have seen his feet dragging across the carpet yeah. or something it's like weird that they didn't get it's that weird shot, that we wouldn't get... have been that hard to yeah. do yeah there were no the shots of that were really like from a distance it was weird because the a wide that... shot would be cool of that yeah, yeah you can trick that out really nicely when you do the oh, close-ups yeah. yep because you just don't show whoever's holding him up or whatever yep. it's like but they didn't choose to do that <laughs> which was a strange strange choice a couple, uh, couple, couple weird things missing yeah. in this movie like that. Uh, when they shoot the um, one of the zombies at the end, one of the pink hearse zombies mm-hmm. there, he shoots him point blank oh with that God. shotgun, and we don't see the head splatter. Like, what? Well, I we, see we can't, though, because he doesn't die. Hmm? Yeah, he does. Oh, the, oh, the last time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Pro- that might have been a ratings thing. Yep. Uh, but I, want, I wanted his head <laughs> to explode in a big yellow pudding... Splash. Yes, of course. Yep. We all wanted that. Um, <laughs> just want <the> pudding <laughs> splash. I just love pudding. <laughs> Give me that pudding. Give me that pudding splash. So, okay. Um, The tall man pulls Mike away. Uh, 
and he turns Jody into a like burned. He basically blackens the ball and shuts him down and like throws him across the room. He bounces off the wall and kind of is inert at this point. Yep. We assume he's dead, but he's only hurt. Help! I'm a ball. Help! That's hurt. I'm a useless ball. Um, but I can whisper town names still. On the way out. Mike asks the question that the audience has been asking the whole time, and he doesn't answer. It's yeah. so Why? frustrating. Why do you, Why want, do you me? want me? He's like, eh. Fuck. Bored. It's like he could have just answered the damn question. Yeah. Uh, but whatever. So Reg wakes up somewhere between an hour and a day later, and we find out that the Jody ball is on the floor. Uh, but he's like... Reg is like, this is probably important to my quest. I'm going to add it to my inventory. And so he just, like, picks it up and puts it somewhere. Um, Do you wish to pick up Jody Ball? <laughs> do you, I'm sorry. You're out of inventory slots. <laughs> you're going to have to drop the shotgun. <laughs> Can I buy a bigger briefcase? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, if you Welcome. <laughs> what are you buying? What are you buying? What are you selling? <laughs> um... These these movies would be so much better if that guy was in them. Yes. Uh, that infinite rocket launcher. Go mm. right through. Shoot those fucking guys with the stupid Wolverine claws. God, I hate <laughs> them. Um, okay. So uh, the the little ball weakly says, Holtzville. And uh, Reggie's like, Reggie shakes the poor little brain in there. Hey, yeah, like we her. know that it's like a brain. And so we're like, oh, no, don't do that. I just pictured a shot of like uh, jo- Jody or like a little tiny Jody inside it. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, like Genie in the old yes, I Dream exactly. Genie bottle. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yes. I was just thinking about how bad that was hurting his brain after already being yeah. knocked against the wall and everything. Uh, but, okay, he puts the Jody ball in his bag, heads out. Uh, and he stops at a gas station to find an old man with a baseball bat. What's that guy doing? Don't go down that rud. He <laughs> seems to say. Ground me on this. Oh. <laughs> Ground sour. Um, what? There was a toxic spill there years ago. It's like every town in this world is decimated. Like, I want to know what the state of the world of the Phantasm universe is, because no matter where they go, yeah. it's like the stand. Yeah, yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. And nobody notices... <laughs> It's yeah, exactly. Like, and nobody notices the, the thing fact is that, that, that by the, the time part three comes out, the internet exists and is kind of everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> so and, like, and, and and nobody seems to notice so notice. much that the tall man just has a fleet now of hearses. Oh my god! Like, and they're some of them are being driven by lurkers. They're all yeah, and like and, they're not all gravers. Like yeah. one of them was like one of those little tiny guys with a fucking Jawa. Hood. Yeah, he doesn't even have to try anymore. Nobody's just like <laughs> nobody cares. Like I'm gonna be the most conspicuous yeah it's like tall man alien guy he's like in the 1966 world. joker at this point where yeah. he's just like i do not care i'm going yep. to brand everything <laughs> we're all gonna have t-shirts that say who we are we're all gonna dress like clowns all right let's just fucking do this um <laughs> let's see okay so uh there's <laughs> I love that sign. I don't know. Maybe maybe I just oh, don't the know. population? Or? Maybe I don't know my ammo, but there was a sign that was like. Oh, yeah. It was like, uh, hollow points, this thing, that thing, Q-tips. Q-tips. <laughs> I don't know if that was a joke or if Q-tips is like a hollow point. I don't think it is, uh, but again, I'm not a gun guy. But no. yeah, I, I was wondering if that was a weird joke, too, because yeah, it was all bullets and Q-tips. Could I think that tell. was a joke. Right? We, okay. We're just like, I mean, that's probably like the 
but we're not really in the, I would expect that from the south but we're like what still up by Oregon right? I have no idea where the hell oh I mean, yeah we've think, lost track of I mean, where the hell we we're don't going. know where we are at this point so uh we were going east last yeah. time I mean I think Holtzville's still in Oregon okay I think but you know Oregon gets pretty hillbilly in places okay I've um, never been so th- yeah we get that population sign and it's hilariously scratched out and turned to zero <laughs> Uh, he heads to Barth's Antiques for some reason. I don't know. He's like drawn to this thing. Uh, he finds a burned doll. And like every other time you find one of these cities in a Phantasm movie, there's a car that has crashed dead center in the middle of town. Got the hood up. Got the doors open. It's like that's like the the signature. But this one has a hot girl in it. Turns out this one has a hot girl in it. Uh what a weird what a weird scene so she's yeah. looting around in the car he comes up behind her and she pulls out a gun she's like look at what i found in here and she points a gun at him she's got a big uh she's got like a harley quinn thing going on she does she has a real harley quinn vibe and she's like she looks like she's going to shoot him but then she's like i'm just kidding and she starts yep. shooting everything else <laughs> so she's just nuts she's like oh wow okay let's let's not do that and then he's like distracted by her while her compatriots come out of the shadows knock reg unconscious robin throw him in the back of his own cuda of his own new sweet convertible cuda which uh which 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 uh i thought this was gonna go a predictable route and it did not once he got thrown in that trunk i was like oh he gonna grab a big old gun back there and shoot one of those guys through the seat or something like that i I was glad because you don't want him fucking up that car yeah but nope nothing like that happened nope it was fascinating and he didn't have it it, all the weapons were in his other cuda (laughs) (laughs) yes that's true he that is literally his weapons trunk that thing is like stocked with weapons yeah nothing in this one we later see they don't convertible cuda does not get the weapon okay i no i think we later see him open the trunk and there it's full of fucking weapons but i guess maybe he's not in this part okay but not right now (laughs) and so we're like okay whatever these guys go down the road they don't kill reg they just put him in the trunk don't know why they don't kill him don't know why they bring him with like what is the point i mean it's because plot crap. yeah because they don't want him to die and they have the sickest pink hearse pretty great i love it that's and what i used to drive around in san andreas grand theft auto i'd always <laughs> i always steal a hearse I, I i my my game once had every garage had a hearse in it and it was pink i'd pink i'd paint every hearse pink see there you go it's a uh, pink it out i see how when i did it <laughs> perfect uh so they head out i do not know what this what this is all about they go to a house because they're going to rob it do they just happen to see it on their way by they're like oh hey look yeah let's rob it i think they're just going place to put i think they're just looting okay it's like they're it's like they're in an open world game and they're just like i wonder if there's anything in a cabinet here i can pick up right exactly they're just smashing vases but they went to the wrong house they turned out turns out they went to a peewee's murder house was this a scene you were saying that i was gonna love when you were telling me talking to me like where it turns directly into a parody of Home Alone. Oh yeah, and the the characters are direct analogs to <laughs> the characters in Home Alone. Uh, yeah, it's kind of amazing. So, oh, yeah, you're right. Except <laughs> yeah, the girl. Except she's there for some reason. That's why they. That's why they kill Take her, her off. Fast, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, so this it starts off super crazy. They come in. 
and they see two old people in rocking chairs, and they're like, hey, looks like they're sleeping. I'll take care of that. He blows one of their heads off. What a psychopath. Totally a psychopath. But, but I mean, he just didn't kill the other guy who was, like, able-bodied. Then he found, like, some old man that's sleeping in the middle of the day, and he's like, I'm going to just bust him and shoot him in the head. <laughs> like, yep. damn, dude, chill. I mean, he's... <laughs> He's a mercurial personality. He really, like, he doesn't know what he's going to do he's from moment to moment. He's got that big-ass fucking gouty, uh, Diane word cash money necklace. There. Oh, my God. <laughs> he looks so, so clownish. So ridiculous. He's such a, these characters are cartoons. They're so cartoony. That's where this movie just, like, it goes off the deep end sometimes. with like, Which is the, great. The, yeah. I, I love hate, it. I hate jerk characters like this. Yeah, but they get... Luckily, you hate these characters, and they die like three different times. Yeah, each, great. so it's great. Yep. Um, so they shoot that, and then an alarm goes off. A metal door swings closed, locking them into the house. And a crazy clown on the top that looks like the uh, the face from Funhouse is like, "You're, <laughs> You're in, in trouble." trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes up the he heads up the stairs and. A Home Alone-style trap, only murderous, drops from the ceiling. It's a clown full of knives that swings down in a sort of predator kind of deadfall trap. Almost gets him, but he jumps out of the way in time. Uh, and we see a little kid in a sort of like Happy Death Day, Alice Sweet Alice kind of mask. Yeah, totally Alice Sweet Alice vibes. We don't know it's a little kid yet, though. I mean, it's yeah. a little little person, obviously. We see a small person, but... But those yeah, are in lurkers this, everywhere. Right, exactly. So it's just world. like, oh, wait, what is... But this is so out of left field. This whole the minute sure. they walk into this house, it's just like, what movie am I watching? Yep. What the hell? We got cartoon <clears throat> characters, uh, clowns falling from the ceiling, uh, talking clown traps. Uh, yep. Fake old people in chairs. A uh, little baby face kid running around through. The, I thought through, this was going to go people under the stairs, secret longer. passages. Yeah. I thought there was going to be an awful lot more of this, but it pretty much ends yeah, right about it's here. Fast. Yeah, because um, basically he he runs away. He goes through a secret passage. And then the second wise guy comes and grabs yeah, Marv. him. Yeah, the, the <laughs> Marv analog grabs him. And he's like, hey, look at what I got. Yeah. And he's like. <laughs> I got a rug rat here. Right. And then the psychopath that thought he was murdering an old person is like, hey, bring him over here. I'm going to execute him yeah. gangland style. And the kid's like, no, you're not. He produces a tomahawk. <laughs> This made my jaw drop. I was not Chops ready for this. him in the leg with the tomahawk. He then throws the tomahawk. The wise guy number two ducks out of the way, and it goes straight into Harley Quinn's forehead. Boom. And I was like, what? Straight up dead. And I love I love the Cash Money Clown's reaction there where <laughs> yes. he just screams. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> when he sees her axed so shocking that yeah. absolutely surprised I mean, the hell out of me he, 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 same reaction i had it was yeah, just like, exactly. what? what i was not expecting a little kid to just chuck an axe into someone's yeah. head and then uh he runs outside and they catch him they pull a gun on him and they're like they take some time to talk to him because that's what you do in yep. these death trap situations luckily he's got a few ideas for watching hard ticket to hawaii <laughs> he's watched hard ticket to hawaii and so he's like here catch this razor blade frisbee he's like this is no time to play around uh thrown with maximum precision such precision it's obviously coated with double-edged razor blades it arcs up into the air comes back down <laughs> slits wise guy number one's throat he's dead collapses on the ground bleeding now we've got wise guy number two, the Joe Pesci analog. 
he's got a gun and he's like, huh, kid, I can't believe you did that. And he's like, come on. So we'll- shoot him, right? No, yeah, I'm like- going to walk slowly towards you with my hurt, bloody leg. <laughs> yep. Which he does and then falls into a tiger trap. And then he's like, when I get out of here, I'm going to get you because you, a little kid, are clearly not hardened enough to execute me while I'm in a pit. Oh, (laughs) fuck. Yep. (laughs) That was another one where I was like, I was not expecting him to execute this dude. Wow. And then you're just like, I like this kid. (laughs) (laughs) It is funny, though, because I think making him someone who's gone through enough that he is that hardened yeah where it's just like dude my whole family was killed by monsters yep i'm not screwing around anymore like i'm constantly being attacked by monsters every night so yeah i'm gonna do this kind of stuff and he never he never says anything jokey or he no. never Kel- he never kevin McAllister's it look at look looks at the camera and <laughs> mugs or says anything stupid that that's that's why we like him. I mean, he had a couple of lines in there. There were a couple. There were a couple little dumb things that he said in there, but they were never. There was nothing so outstanding that yeah. I even remembered it. Uh, yeah. So, uh, the kid hears Reg banging on the trunk of the Hemi Cuda, and he is very cautious about it. He keeps the gun trained on him the whole time. He's like, "How do I know that you're not one of them? Because <laughs> I'm in here. Because like, I'm locked in here." <laughs> He's like. That huh. that's pretty that pretty logical. That Checks works out. out. Yeah. <laughs> so he lets him out and uh and we cut to Reggie and the kid burying the three ding dongs in the backyard and they're kind of bonding over this and they're talking about their lives while they bury these three people. I'm kinda surprised they even did that. Like my I mean, you don't want them just rotting in the yard, certainly. But the but again, the other thing is that you're clearly putting a grave marker there. You're just attracting the tall man. Yeah, I would just chuck. I would just throw them all into the tiger trap. I would. I'd put them in the street. Then go get like, some lemonade. Yeah, I'd like put them out <laughs> with the trash and just be like, "Listen, if you guys need to make goobers, <laughs> just grab them and go." Yeah, listen, it's grab fine. and go goobers here. I don't. Just don't. Just leave me alone. Here you go. It's a gift. You know, yep. maybe you'll leave me alone because mm. I've given you a couple of goobers. Um. Yeah. So. This is where he names the lurkers. Uh, he says they only come out at night. Nicely. Um, <laughs> and then his whole family's been killed by the tall man, so he has a vendetta against the tall man as well. Um, he and his mother saw the... We get a, we get a little yeah, flashback it's a fun flashback. It, it is, except his mom's a fucking idiot. But this was really weird. Oh, it's like, yeah. Oh, weird. Yeah, she okay. The, so the, the funeral director showed up weird. Oh, that's and, interesting. And telekinetically oh, is lifting a coffin huh, on the ground. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> I need to speak with your manager. Hey, do not telekinetically levitate my husband into your hearse. You're supposed you- to be filling it with dirt, <laughs> <laughs> not psychically moving a coffin. Uh. <laughs> yeah, let me speak to your manager, <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> fill out the comment card. Um. Yeah, but his his mom goes and fucking fucks with the super-powered ghoul, and shocker, he drags her into the coffin with him. Well, the coffin opens up, and her dead husband <laughs>, laughs and grabs her, which yeah. I thought was super fun. That was a fun. good choice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, How, makes sense? No. Nope. But, like, he hasn't been, he hasn't been uh, tall-manned yet, or, or regenerated. He has. Like, They've, they have been tall-manned when they go into the ground. Oh, 
because they're doing the embalming first. So they're whatever they're doing happens in that process. Just like in part two, when he was already like when the priest stabbed that guy, he was yep. already full of oh, the yellow. Right. Goo. He was putting. Yep. He was he was straight up pudding man. <laughs> so, yeah. So they they prep. So I guess them. he was making a zombie, not a shorty. I think that if you interrupt the process, they become a zombie because I think that they're they're reanimated, but they're not like I think that they have too much of a brain and brains don't count, though, because a woman got the hatchet right through her brain and she's back later on. Um, Maybe it just separated the lobes, gave her a little like, (laughs) I don't know. She's she's probably not going to be good for she's probably not going to be good for a little sphere, but. Or maybe she's one of the really dumb ones from the first one <laughs> that really could not figure out where they were going. Those things are... The turning radius on them is awful. Oh, yeah. Like, even the tall man, like, his, like, super-powered sphere, that thing, it takes, like, I can't even remember what... Like, he was... He had to turn around in that yeah, entire... Yeah, they can't, they can't just stop and go the other way. They have to, no, they no, have to do a loop They have around. a yeah. giant arc before yep. they can turn around. Which makes them a lot less dangerous. Yes. Uh, okay, so uh, he and Reg are now best friends forever, and uh, we realize that one of the orbs is one of the spheres with the eyeball from earlier is looking through the window and watching them. I'm telling. <laughs> I'm telling, and he basically just says, "Hey, uh, go over here and get some goobers," and they do. Uh, next day, we find out that all the bodies are missing, and now Tim's like, fuck this. I want to tag along. So, uh, we Tim does tag along, yep. and he paws through Reg's possessions, and we get some flashbacks to, not really flashbacks, but just some like, oh, look, it was him with his happy family that blew up, yep. and all this stuff, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Uh, now he's free to be the consummate horn dog. He <laughs> sure is. I, I can see from how he behaves later, I can see why he's trying to shake this kid. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he tries to pull a fast one. We know from the beginning here that Reg is trying to pull a fast one on yep. this kid. Uh, he pulls over at this place that's full of children. It's just like a free-range child farm. And it's this woman who's taking care of all the children from all the people that disappeared, <laughs> exactly. I guess. And nobody else is it's- like, child services isn't here or nothing. Like, they're just, okay. You want to call the federal government or something? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, what is the state of the world here in the Phantasm universe? Yeah, I don't like, know. Like, none of these kids' families are looking for them. Like, all, all the all the grandparents out of state and shit like that. Like, I haven't heard from my grandchild or their, yep. come to think of it, my daughter or nope. their family in ever. <laughs> no, nope, there's... A, I'll just turn on the local TV station from that town. Ugh. <laughs> Huh, that's interesting. Exactly. I wonder if anybody's gone through there to check on it. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I think I'll go to the beach. State Patrol's got other shit to do, right? <laughs> but yeah, it, it is weird. I Honestly, in a much... The problem is that if this movie had been a Star Wars, if this movie had been such a huge, massive hit, mm-hmm. we would later we would have later episodes of this where the government got involved. Yeah. Where it would be something where it was just like this is like a pandemic, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's like a it's like some cities sort of, are just burning to death and falling off the map, and the only yeah. thing that stands are funeral homes. There'd be a men <laughs> there'd be a Men in Black version of this where it's like there are there's like an X Files looking so for cool. the tall man. I mean, it would be it would be awesome, but there's obviously not that kind of money in this. Uh, okay, because we because the world's not fair. The world is unfair. Um, 
But uh, so Tim's like, uh, I mean, uh, Reg tells Tim to go out and stretch his legs and meet some of these kids, and yeah. I'm going to get some directions. Yeah. And Tim's like, I'm not a fucking chump. Come on, man. I just killed a man in cold blood. <laughs> uh, can I use your computer to print out some map quest uh, for uh, the next uh, ghost town? Yeah, I, I think this is pre-map quest even, but uh, <laughs> still... Uh, Tim knows what's up, and he stows away in the trunk after Reg pays this lady like $5,000. Oh, my God. <laughs> Where does Reg get all his freaking money? I'm telling you that he probably has a roll of, like, he's probably got, like, fucking pork rolls in that car of, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Because he did, like, get a, I think he got an insurance payout for everything that exploded. <laughs> so he just cashed that in. He was like, I only cash money. I want it in hundred dollar bills. It exploded like a day ago. <sighs> I don't understand time in the phantasm. <laughs> Nobody universe. does. Come on, the writers man. don't or don't care. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> we were just on a couple day road trip movie in the last movie, and his house blew yep. up right in the beginning of it. So he Good hasn't point. had time to like even. That's true. He just went straight on. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. He independently wealthy again. It's that ice cream money. Yeah. Um, and his never-ending storage unit of kudos. Yeah, if it's anything like the ice cream men in this town, uh, he's probably dealing heroin. So, you know, there you go. Uh, that was a true thing that happened in Portland. Really? A bunch of ice cream trucks got busted for dealing heroin. I did not know that. Yup. Oh, that was weird. I have never fucked with that stuff. That's ice cream? It's fucking delicious. No, I'm never going to have ice cream. Oh my god. I listen. Give me some heroin, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Heroin's great. Ice cream will fuck you, you up. up. Yep. Um, so, okay. Now Reg goes into the local mortuary without his bandolier of bullets, so he's got one shot. So he shows up, has just his shotgun. If anything goes wrong, he can take one shot only. And then hope that that clears up whatever well, situation. technically he could take two shots, but he never he seems to do... We never know if he's, like, firing... Well, he could do, he he could do four shots, two... technically. What? Uh, because I think Does they're, each they're shotgun double have triggers. triggers. Yeah, I think so. Oh, I thought each one had one for both. Yeah, I think most so, uh, most double-barrel shotguns have a single... Again, not a, double not a gun guy. I mean, but it would be really weird. I don't know. But either way, he has a... This, he should have his fucking bullets with him. It's crazy. Sounds they never show the handle of that gun. No, we it, never really see what's going it on. It doesn't back make there. sense. It's confusing. I, oh, it's I movie do, magic. I, I feel like I should probably check the internet and see if anyone has made one of these because, <laughs> of course, they fucking have. People have made the aliens gun out of real guns and grenade launchers, so they've <laughs> got to have done this. But it seems. I wonder if you can buy a factory made four barreled shotgun. There's no way. I just wonder if it heats up. What do you mean there's much. no way? Have oh. you. Do you know what fucking country right. we live in? <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're right. Why wouldn't there be a quad barrel? <laughs> There's probably a fucking eight barrel shotgun for all I fucking know. This goddamn country. When you just want to shoot real bullets and feel like you're in a video game. I mean, I can see why that would be fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lie, but uh, okay. So whatever. <laughs> uh, he sneaks around for a bit and then he gets spotted by a sentinel sphere. Uh, it's a good goddamn thing this fucking ball is stupid because this is another one of the dumb ones. He yeah. just kind of like 
hides behind the door. not going to open that door on me. Bonk. <laughs> oh, he did it. Oh, darn it, darn it. Shicky ding darn dang. Yeah, seriously. Dunk, dunk, dunk. I like the ball bouncing stupidly around. Here's another thing that I find interesting about mm-hmm. this movie. I think that they knew that it was going to be too stupid in the Phantasm movies to give everybody a baseball bat. But you should give everybody a baseball bat. Because when you see one of those things coming, yeah, it's literally the best weapon. But then you, but then they're like, ah, "That's boring." You know, it'd be more fun. Nunchucks. Uh, nunchucks. <laughs> <laughs> because <clears throat> what the fuck? Why not bring because some Michelangelo buckethead action into this? <laughs> it's <shit>? really good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is this is super crazy. This this next upcoming thing is absolutely <laughs> batshit. Um, so he bonks it on the ground. And it's wobbling around like it's drunk because we know that it's a little brain in there. So yeah. it's got, it's got serious like crani- cranial trauma. <laughs> so uh, it, it woggles. And then from out of nowhere, Reg gets hogtied. Like somebody knocks him down, ties him up, puts a rag in his mouth. Like he is straight up hogtied. And there's two militant women who are just doing what? Going town to town and okay, so why wouldn't they start a conversation with him first or something? Like, I mean, they're, I mean, they were they're obviously right. they're like we're tough and we're stealing stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think it's were they stealing stuff? I think so. I thought they said they were like looking for survivors or something. I don't no, know. they're being evil. <laughs> Clearly, oh, they are too. I mean, I think they were being evil. I thought they said something about looking for well. Then why in did towns they, that were why did they tie him up? I don't know. That's what. It, Oh, I don't. I get thought it. they were looking for survivors of towns that were wiped. Like I thought they said something. No, to that I think effect. they were just like getting what's coming to them. I think. Was well, what, I think that was what the, I just said. I think. Sure. Uh, whatever. <laughs> so they do this, um, and she because because the two of them have been fucking around for too long. The ball has time to to get back up on its little <laughs> little ball feet, and uh, somehow Reg manages to get the cuffs in the middle of this. And he is, like, getting himself free while she's busy watching the thing come at him. And just because this thing wasn't wacky enough, the lady pulls out nunchucks. And she's like... <laughs> well, it kills one of the ladies first. Yeah. And we get the and we get finally a, a make good on part two's weak-ass ball death. We get yes. the full-on watch-the-blood-shootout scene, which I love. That's um, true. And so one lady's dead. And then the other lady, yes, she she pulls out nunchucks and starts going on a nunchuck duel with the flying ball. And I was just like, what? Yeah, it's very, very strange. Um, but, yes, yeah, she does this and it doesn't work. Like, it cuts it the chain. It kind of works. The, it bonks it. But She yeah. bonked it once, but then the second time she did it, it cut the chain. And now she has no nunchucks. And then, and then what was she proposing on doing? Punching it the next time it comes? Like, she... She kind of had a fist she, ready. Yeah, she was like getting ready to do kung fu on this fucking ball that drills your brain out. Uh, but there you Luckily, go. Trunky Tim shows up. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> with he his, is with his magnum dead shot. And they do they do make that apparent earlier though. When he, oh yeah, when he's yeah. like take me with you when he shoots the thing off the mailbox. Sure. Like, we know he's a crack shot already. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. But he's like a supernatural crack shot. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it's great. I I love it. It's it's very helpful because obviously. The odds are stacked considerably against them, yeah. so having him have a little bit of a supernatural ability is not the worst thing in the world. Um, okay, so... We then have a group of travelers straight out of the Dark Tower series. Oh my fucking God. Did you notice that too? It didn't even <laughs> occur to me until you said it that she's Susanna. Yeah. 
son of a bitch. Her name is Rocky, which I was like, you wanted it to be Rambo, didn't you? <laughs> like, because she's much less a Rocky than she is a Rambo. But Rambo doesn't make any sense, so I get it. Uh, yeah, so she joins. She hates him, uh, but is still there with them. I mean, I will, I will say, so, you know, we didn't mention before, but she is a black lady, which was like in the 90s. There was no weird racial stuff. Reg is just like into her and is like, hey, yep. I want to have sex with you. He, he's problematic as a sex pest. But other than that, it's like just like she's a hot lady. Yep. This is part of our thing. Never gets mentioned again. She has a sweet high top fade, too, which oh, is yeah. fucking awesome. Uh, she her whole look when they pick her up later, she's dressed just like George Michael in the faith video. Oh, I'd like to look the, like Blade. She's got the leather jacket. Yeah. She's got the same sunglasses. I mean, you know what? Blade kind of dresses like George Michael. In the <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's there's similarities. Anyway, okay. So Rocky stays behind to do what she's got to do. We don't know what that means, and we're like, well... They're driving a muscle car at 85 miles an hour down the highway. They'll never see her again. Yeah. But she runs fast. I guess so. Because ah. later on, she's just sitting by the side of the highway. Well, later on, when they're all running from a tall guy at the end, too, she pops out of an alcove and grabs Tim. You know what I mean? Like, I like mean, she's, how did you get over there? She's set up to be... Is she a, magical? To be a bad guy. You know, to be another one of those, like, planted... Oh, like the like Scalpy Girl? Like Scalpy Girl. <laughs> I forgot her name. Oh, Alchemy. Kemi for how short. Could, how ah! could you forget Kemi? Because I hate it so much. <laughs> I blacked it out. Oh, yeah. Fuck this, you, Kemi. Your name is your Scalpy your, Girl. Your name is stupid. <laughs> uh, he lets the kid drive the Cuda, which is not a good plan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's... So out of the lines. I love it. It's so great because it's also the like the place that they chose to shoot that is like... A giant on a cliff. cliff. <laughs> <laughs> I, he just expected to drive off and, totally and pull up that directed by Larry David. <laughs> I am. Toots <laughs> is the driving cat. Yeah. Uh, I, seriously, though, I was like, man, that made me nervous. Yeah. <laughs> like, legitimately made me nervous. Uh, Reg makes some sort of dumb testicle joke, um, but then he takes over so that they don't die. <laughs> Uh, the ball starts telling them where to go, and Reg is like, "I hope his, I hope this ball is better at telling directions than my testicles are at telling directions, because they don't give me good directions." <laughs> and everyone's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> uh, so, hours and hours of driving at eighty-five miles an hour in their supercar, and uh, hey. Rocky's, Rocky. Rocky's just there sitting on a fucking rock. She's like, yeah, I decided that that last town sucked, so I so France. I, I jumped like the here. Hulk. <laughs> just yeah, I bounded over the entire <laughs> desert like the Incredible Hulk, and just landed here. Um, oh wow, man! I, I thought I, I thought I picked up a lot of uh, weird things in this movie. I did not even think of that until you just brought it up like it's how the hell did she get back there yeah yeah they it, clearly drove for at least two fucking hours oh yeah and i picked up that she she teleported in the end too i picked up on that one but i did not even think of this one yeah yeah 
it's such a red flag because the last time they did that, it was somebody it was, who turned out to be supernatural. Yeah. The last time he was like, oh, I just woke up and I imagined you there. It's like, yeah, dude, every time you pick up a fucking hitchhiker, they're a monster. Stop <laughs> doing it. Um, okay. Uh, all right. Uh, Rocky hears the story and she's like, huh? Yeah, I guess that's right. It's like, she's like tall man, interdimensional, got a fucking weird little, uh, thing that goes through space. Get the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. I got it. I'm, I'm into it. All right, cool. Let's go do that. Uh, Rocky's like fixing her nunchucks and Reg says, you're pretty good with those things. <laughs> and she says, the army taught me to defend myself with nunchucks. <laughs> what army were you what in? Fucking army. <laughs> were you in the kiss army? What the fuck kind of army teaches you to defend yourself? <laughs> to be fair, kiss nunchucks probably do exist. Oh, I guarantee it. I guarantee it. <laughs> they fucking <laughs> dorks put their name on everything. Uh, oh my god. So <laughs> you can buy a kiss coffin. She, she's a fucking ninja turtle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh so whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> she's confusing the army with the ninja turtles. That's that, gotta yeah, I do that all the time. Yep. Uh okay. The green. That's <laughs> uh, true. Okay, uh next town over has the largest mausoleum in the northwest. So they head that way. That's still operational, or... No, they're just... That chirogenics machine looked brand spanking new. Uh, Listen, man, that, those things are meant to stay going forever, unless you have a lightning storm, in which case you need to get somebody to take them out into the driveway. <laughs> and if it's a rainstorm, then that's cold enough to keep them going. Make See sure it. you check out your great back issues <laughs> of uh, the Funbox Monster Podcast. And check watch out The, the Chilling. chilling. <laughs> uh, amazing. Okay. <laughs> Did I tell you that the guy from The Chilling got a hold of me? No. The guy who played the main character of The Chilling, he listened to the episode and liked it, which I thought was really sweet that he said something nice about it. I mean, also, we said really nice things about him, I think, overall. I think he was the only guy that escaped unscathed from oh, our wow. review of that. It's but neat when that happens. Yeah, he, he gave me a bunch of fun facts and told pointed me towards uh, an article in this book that is so fucking expensive. I really want to get a copy. But it has like a behind the scenes of all of the of How like neat. the chilling and well, all that. Thanks for sharing all of this with me. Never. Sorry. I totally spaced <laughs> on it. I apologize. Um yeah, the chilling I'll, was what, episode forty and we're on one sixty or something? <laughs> yeah, it was like fucking a little bit of time ago. Yeah. The fucking pandemic ruined my brain. <laughs> Give me a break. And it wasn't great to begin with, so Yeah. Uh, okay. What the pandemic? No, I hated it. <laughs> yes. My brain's been great. It's been doing great. Uh, okay, so we get another one. So they stop at a mo- they stop- You're going to be a dumb ball. <laughs> I'm going to be the really- Dude, if I was made into one of these balls, I would be like I'd be like when the NPC that's with you is like trying to get in the door, and you're just like running into the wall and you just have to exit the room to, for them to follow you back out. And you're just like you're going uh, I'm going to fail this mission, right? Oh, oh, gonna, Jesus Christ. Stop. Start, gonk, pause, gonk, retry. Gonk, gonk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep, that that's me. <laughs> that's my phantasm ball. Okay, so we th- there's a there's a nice pattern forming in this film where they stop at a hotel here. 
and oh my god, <laughs> they get the drunken guy who's there, and he's like, "I wouldn't go down that rod." Yeah. And it's like, "Motherfucker, we just we went just this. this scene." <laughs> he's like, "Nope, there was an anthrax spill there." <laughs> what? <laughs> Bunch of people caught in the marsh. I don't know what's going on over there. But, uh, yeah. And he's just chugging a big freaking ch- handle of rum while he's talking to Reggie. And then Reggie proceeds to do the most scumbaggy thing in the fucking world. Oh, it's so gross. He's like, we got single beds and queen. Uh, give me a queen. And then I'm going to go beg that little kid to just sleep in the car so I can get my groove on with this woman girl who I just has met. shown. No interest Zero in Zero interest. Not even... There has not been a flicker of, like, this is... A, she has shown so little interest in you. I... Ugh. It's... <laughs> who was who was traveling with one companion who was a girl and very similarly dressed to her, so, yeah, like, like, she might not they, even be straight, They bro. looked like a couple. <laughs> yes, it's exactly. Like, this definitely looked like a couple. <laughs> but, uh... Reggie just picks up on none of this and <laughs> just, like, goes full dick forward. He is just... Uh, God, he, he's such a horn dog. It's, it's played for laughs, so it's kind of okay, but it, it's w- it would make you hate another character. Yes. Like, Bruce Campbell and Reggie Bannister can get away with this. They're like the only two. And those are the only two. <laughs> like, Bruce Campbell in the new in Ash vs. the Evil Dead, when he's behaving like this, it works because you can just see Sam Raimi sitting at a typewriter being like, yep. oh, this is going to make everybody fucking hate him. <laughs> and I think the same thing's going on in this, where they're just like, I'm going to make Reggie look like a total fucking dude. Bag. Oh, Johnny Bravo also gets away with it, too. That is true. Somehow Johnny Bravo gets away <laughs> with it. I mean, it's the price that he had to pay to be in a scene with her naked. Mm-hmm. So he actually got to do that scene. So well, I I assume that was like uh, his punishment to get his dessert or whatever. Um, okay. That's her punishment. I mean, <laughs> that is too bad for her. <laughs> whatever. Because that was some senseless ass nudity. <laughs> That whole thing. That was some like Jody could have just like, again, that was played for laughs, but it's like Jody could have just like woken him up and be like, hey, Reggie, come here. <laughs> no, I'm going to just interfere with your sex dream you're having for no rest reason. The whole thing was really. <laughs> yeah. And the joke that they got off was so poor. Oh, it was awful. It was awful. I need you to get behind me here. I mean, not like that because you're. <laughs> I mean, with your penis. From behind. I mean, not with your penis, but. Come with me. But I mean, your penis needs to come. Yeah. I mean, oh, 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 geez, oh, 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 doing, doing, doing. Uh, yeah. Pretty fucking stupid. Literally, that that terrible improv we just did was better than the joke yep. they made. But okay. <sighs> okay, so she pretends that she wants to fuck Reg, but then just cuffs him to the bed, and they do that thing, and he has to sleep there. And that right thing, this whole thing just annoyed me too, because I saw that joke come in the minute she did. Yeah, that. of course. I was just like, oh, really? I, You're yes. going to go with this. Yeah. We all see this coming. Yeah, it wasn't great. So they leave the next day, and they're like, we're lost. I don't know where we're going. And then they see a line of hearses drive past them. And they're like, oh, okay. There's like little goobers driving these things. Okay, <laughs> we'll go that way. Let's go see where they came from. <laughs> yep. So they follow the goobers. And, uh, yeah. What were they doing? Like, robbing a I graveyard together? I don't know what they were doing. I love that they're a- headed towards the town that has the world's largest mausoleum yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Where are they coming from, though? Like, what? I don't know. Maybe they're just, maybe they're getting them just in time. It looked like they were going to, like, a fucking drive-in. Like, they line up and they're doing, like... <laughs> I love that they don't take a bus. They, they just, every, every little lurker drives his own... 
Antique curse. Imagine Where'd how get them all? stupid that would have looked if there was a fucking school bus <laughs> full of those little guys. <laughs> Oh, I and it. they're all singing. Uh, yeah, I saw that. It's called Basket Case 3, and, and it's, it's awesome. <laughs> I saw it. It's called Gremlins 2, and it's yeah. one of the greatest movies yeah. ever made. Because um, you've got personality. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, we need to do Basket Case 2 and 3. I'd love to. Oh, I love those movies. Let's do it okay. all. Let's do every movie. I mean, yeah. we're headed towards that. <laughs> we're a hundred and something episodes in. Uh, okay. Excellent. So uh, they follow those things and they they stop. They see them all like they're all parked out doing like a Fast and the Furious. They look like they're about to do a street race. They're all like lined up. Yeah. It's weird. They stop there and they're like, uh-huh. Look at all those things. And they just stop in the middle of the. Th- it's insane. Yeah. The thing that happens is exactly what would have happened. They get caught. They get caught, of course. Akuda is not a quiet car, <laughs> to be for one. I also do love that about the entire series, is that they're like, quick, let's sneak up It's on not them. like they pulled up in a <laughs> Prius. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I have it in fourth gear. <laughs> <laughs> I also thought it would have been funny if, like, Reggie was driving, like, a geo-prism in this, because he's like, Kuda got trashed. Uh, this is getting fucking expensive. Those cars are, like, $300,000 a piece. Yeah, I had to use my wife's car because, uh, well, she blew up. She wasn't using it. Yeah. It's like it's like an aquamarine geo-prism convertible. Oh, that'd be sweet. Yeah. It's kind of a dream car. What's that like Valley Girl v- VW? The oh, Cabriolet. Ca- cabriolet. Yeah. That would be great. That would be a yep. really good Reggie car. A Cabriolet with a, with a rag top. That's what his girlfriend drove in uh, Society, right? Yeah. I think. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yep. They smash out the windows, blah, 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 but they get away. Who cares? This is what I was talking about pacing issues. Yeah. So, this is kind of like, oh, we're going to go in this hearse warehouse right now right oh, oh no they're just gonna get attacked uh punch one yep. person and then just go get away to bed <laughs> yep then they go they camp again reg is a sex pest again and uh no he's not it's all in his head isn't it uh no he's he does start oh a, he does like hey it'll be warmer hey, if we hey, get in the same the, sleeping bag yeah, yeah that whole thing and then he goes to sleep and you know we get all there's, those there's nothing to handcuff me to this time so yeah. might as well press my luck again and we get the really <laughs> gratuitous nudity yep um, and I mean, whatever. <laughs> uh, so I'm not usually one to complain about nudity, but they shoehorned it in so hard here. It's just like, it, what are you doing? It was weird. I didn't, I didn't like that. It was that it had to be like a sex scene or whatever. I was like, I don't yeah. know. I, I would have, if you had to shoehorn it in, let her be alone. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, let her yeah. do it just, it just, yeah. Like. It's a changing scene or something. I don't know. If you're going to shoehorn Just it last in. movie, I was like complaining about this sex with Reggie. It's like, he's in clothes. It's stupid. I want naked Reggie. Now it's like Reggie's having sex. I'm like, I don't want that. I don't want Reggie having <laughs> sex. Come on. <laughs> what kind of an idiot would ask for that? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. After somehow managing to get through the sex part of the dream, he emerges onto a salt flat. Like, and it's this crazy, bright, very phantasm thing where they're in broad daylight. He's in a dream. And Jody's like, you got to come with me. He turns into the ball, heads out. He turns into a weird portal. He goes out and he's like, you've got to go. I'm making an interdimensional turnstile for you. So he makes one of those things fucking appear from out of nowhere. 
Reg goes through the turnstile. It leads him down a green laser hallway. It's a Christmas hall. <laughs> it is, because as soon as the the tall man shows up, it, it goes turns from green red. to red. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> exactly. This whole thing is just super convoluted and confusing. Mike's so he stuck fight, in a wall. Mike's stuck in a wall. Who that? So the tall man tells him he knows how to get out. Yep. If he uses his brain. Yep. Boy. And then just seals him back up again and walks away. So Jody turns into a ball. Yeah. Uses his Star Wars laser beam and blows up the wall and gets yep. Mike out of there. Then they get out of the dream world through the turnstile and Mike's back in the real world at the yep. real campsite. Yeah. But the turnstile from the dream world is still there at the campsite, which leads the tall man to the campsite. Because he couldn't close it because the tall man had locked on to him at that point and was then controlling him. Because if the tall man is aware of him, he can control Jody. Jody Why is, can, is Jody the only ball to ever get away? Yes, Jody seems to be the only ball to get away because he was a rebel when he caught him. He was a rebel. I'm sure a, somebody of some of nope. the other ball brains were rebels too. I mean, they might be rebellious, but they don't know what to do with it. He he at least has like a a future there. Who knows? <laughs> maybe he's a maybe he's a fucking alien just like uh, Mike. Oh yeah. You know who knows? But this movie is leading us. In the direction of an Akira sequel, like or at least or an Akira ending, mm-hmm. where Mike is like, where Mike fucking levitates off the ground with his fucking ball eyes, and he just like crumples all of the balls with his mind or whatever. Like it really was leading us down this road that Mike is like the chosen one or something, and it doesn't really pay off, which is kind of too bad. Although that ending that I just said would have sucked. So I'm glad they didn't do that. Maybe it happens in part four. I don't know. I don't remember part four, so we'll find out. It could be. Mike might straight up Akira in that one. Who knows? Uh, Okay, yeah. So he's trying to get in, uh, blah, blah, blah. And then (laughs) just to tie this all together, they're like, you know how to do it. Come on, Reg. You know how to close the portal. And Reg is like, I do? What did I do? I put my hands on it. And he waits forever. He's like, oh, I don't want to do that thing that doesn't hurt or anything. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's like it's something incredibly complex. And it's just, yeah, it's, all it is is putting your hands on it. And more than that, it's like, so if all he's doing is that, maybe it's much more complex. It would make sort sense of if like Reggie had like permanent burn scars on his palm from doing it in the first movie, but like he doesn't. You know what I mean? So he's all of a sudden, he's like, you could do it, Reg. You've done it before. I'm like, Right. Just touch the fucking pole. <laughs> Just do it. What are you doing? But uh, he does eventually do it. And uh, I thought this was a lost opportunity here. Because like, a tall man was coming out. Mm-hmm. And they did that whole seal the portal while he was halfway out. But his yep. two hands get cut off. But his face is also halfway through. I thought it was going to be cool if he just left a face <laughs> behind. Like his face got cut in half. and The face was crawling around and attacking people. They're just going like, <laughs> melting. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure, like, that would look cool. But yeah. yeah, we get the we get the Evil Dead too. They're chasing the hands around. Some some stuff happens. They shoot him. Tim goes looking for for those. He finds one in his bag. It's uh, a fun scene. It, yeah, it turns into like a brain sucking alien with lots of teeth and claws and <laughs> whatever. Uh, like Rocky 
cuts it apart, and then we get Reg- a good gag of uh, the creature crawling up Reggie's pants. Yep, there's some good stuff with that. Rocky stabs it, and it's like she's stabbing him in the dick yep. because he's such a jerk. <laughs> Um, and she makes fun of his penis. <laughs> uh, all right. So they take try vanilla. <laughs> they take off in the Cuda again. Uh, where are they going? No idea. Yeah. Uh, are they just getting Mike away from the tall man now? Is like, that's, is that their thing? Or are they still looking for revenge and they're going to try to kill the tall man? I don't know. I still don't know. The movie doesn't know. Great. Um, so as they're driving off, this is when the pink hearse pulls up and we get our, our <laughs> zombies. Yeah, the Home Alone zombies are like, but yes, they also make the plan that I don't understand. They're like, we're going to go to the world's largest mausoleum. Like, why? Because like, because that's the last place they look. <laughs> it's the that's last. the only place it's these the guys o- hang out at, <laughs> ever, is funeral homes. It's what? the only place he'll look. <laughs> and how did that work out for you? Oh, it turns out that there were sentinel spheres there and that it was full of fucking little yeah. little goobers. No, yep. Of course it was. But uh, yeah, so this scene cracked me up, man, because I thought those guys were gone for good. I did yeah. not expect this. But yeah, the pink hearse pulls back up and it's got the three the three looters from before. They're all zombified, yep. joking, laughing, <laughs> numb nut versions now. It's weird. It, it, felt, it felt like a lost opportunity because I feel like they should have been, they shouldn't have been like wise guys. The way that they portrayed them was they were like kind of Italian gangster kind of guys. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, now that they're now that they're zombies, they look like rockabilly guys. Yeah. They should have just been rockabilly people from the beginning and yeah. it would have been funnier. And I kind of wish the chick had the tomahawk still in her face. Also same. Yeah. yeah for the whole the whole movie. <laughs> that would have sucked for the actress. I think that's probably oh, yeah. why they did. But it would have been a cool way if, uh, you know what I mean? Like, yep. Especially if they pulled that out right before she got the ball through her face in the end. That's like, true. Like they yank the hatchet out and she's like, ow! And then turns around like, ah! Yep. <laughs> It'd be like I this agree. double super face injury thing. Yeah. I thought that would have been funny. but Yeah, it's a it's a fun little scene. You can't always get what you want. Yeah, it is a fun scene. Uh, it's a it's a dumb scene, but fun scene. Because like, they, they pull, the, they pull the, the, yeah. the convertible roof on the Cuda, ruining that, to, to, to do what? The kid's a fucking crack shot. The kid yeah. could just stick out the window and pop a tire with his gun, but they're like, nope, let's like rip the whole roof off at 50 miles an yeah, hour. Everything they do does not work. It's crazy. Because, yeah. I mean, the, the the person that Red shoots and with the And you still four, get attacked. Shot with the four barrels yeah. of that shotgun at point blank range. She blows out of the car, goes under the tires of the hearse, <laughs> down the road. Yep. She comes back later. Well, I didn't even think of that. Her yeah. bones are jello at this point there's nothing left yeah. of her but whatever it's phantasm come on <laughs> uh, but in classic phantasm style uh the main zombie sees her go under the fucking wheel and he laughs at it so hard that he doesn't see one of those classic <laughs> side of the road boulders always <laughs> oh, a problem in phantasm <laughs> world jumps it and it explodes and that's great oh it was tragic to see that hearse get wrecked yeah uh, so they go to the last place that the tall man would look. <laughs> the mausoleum. The mausoleum. Rocky and Tim go exploring, and of course they wind up in the embalming room. They meet up with Mike and Reg, and they find that the whole place is empty. And then they're like, hey, look at this. A cryonics room. <laughs> There's a big freezing chamber. That won't come into play. Don't worry about that. That's just for- the- I'd forget about that entirely. That's the thing with this movie. It just gets 
spoof territory yeah, at this point. Just it's just it's not it's not even a cryogenic chamber. It's a big vat of cryogenic juice it's with three with severed three heads severed floating heads in, floating it, in and it. it. And they don't think it's weird. They're just like, oh, they just freeze themselves and hope that they can get a new body in the future. Like that's not how cryogenics work. <laughs> they don't just they cut your head off and throw it in a frozy soup. <laughs> Nobody knew what anything was in the nineties. It's fine. Uh, so, um. Mike remembers back to the first movie, and according to Mike, the scene where the where the tall man looked like he was totally stoked to be in the cold was actually him being upset by being in the cold. So we finally got that answer, because it was kind of ambiguous. He hates cold, and there's a vat of liquid nitrogen there. I wonder if this means anything. Who knows? Why didn't you tell us this before, Mike? Hmm, interesting. I thought, I thought it was cool they called back to that, though. Yeah, it, it kind of it kind of reminded me of the Saw franchise where they you know yeah. answer things that happen in the first movie even though it wasn't planned at the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like sixteen years later, it's like they can still take one thing from the first movie and be like, oh, what's there was that? Let's yeah, fit yeah. this into this now. Yeah, it's cool. Yep, I agree. Um, so while Mike is sleeping, Jody perches on his head in ball form and starts informing him. <laughs> this scene drives me crazy. This scene drove me crazy. This whole. This whole set drives me crazy because they go, okay, we should stay watch. Mm-hmm. Somebody should stand watch. And then they're like, okay, cool. So Rocky and Tim will stay up, I guess. Yep. And then Reggie and Mike are like, I'm going to go sleep a mile away from each other, in, yep. a mile away from you guys on watch. Like, that's not watch. Yep. <laughs> this, this makes no sense. But then there's this – so – all we learn here, we learn the secret of the balls and we learn the secret of the lurkers. The secret is that they take the little brain out. Once it's squished down, they put it in the ball, blah, blah, blah. Soldier, worker. Yep. So we get that. He sees it happening. You could explain that in 10 seconds. But instead, Jody brings him to where the tall man actually exists in the real world and puts him in his astral form where the tall man can actually hurt see him, him yeah. and hurt him and literally capture him. It makes no sense unless Jody was working for the tall man at the time. Unless we find that out, which wouldn't be too far-fetched because, because he seems to like no boneheadedly sense. fuck up everything in this it, movie. It's true. He, Jody, he, he alerted him to Reggie's house in the beginning. He brought the tall man's hand creatures to the fireplace at the uh, a while ago. He, yep. he did this and got, put Mike in danger okay, right now instead of just telling yep. him. He's totally on the side of... Yep, he's totally on the, the tall man's side. That explains everything. Okay. That's why he doesn't look like a hippie anymore. He's, <laughs> he's sold he's out, man. Sold out. This is a total Reagan era yeah. like hippies selling out to, <laughs> to Wall Street metaphor. Uh, okay. I like it. Uh, okay. So, uh, Tim and Rocky uh, heat up tins of food in the crematorium they because beans. it's really gross. Um, they find a, Tim finds a freezer filled with corpses, and it's very cold in that freezer. Oh, I know somebody that doesn't like cold stuff. <laughs> That's right, Mr. Freeze. <laughs> Wait, no, he doesn't. Like he it. likes cold stuff. Damn it. So, uh. There's a 25th anniversary of Batman and Robin on June 20th. Amazing. The greatest supervillain to ever grace the screen. Arnold, Mr. Freeze. Uh, next we get the Ghostbusters blowjob of this movie, which is, uh, <laughs> Reg apparently getting blowjob while he's sleeping. From the 
person that's in charge. First, he thinks it's Rocky who's supposed to be on watch. And so it's like... He just assumes. Again, you're supposed to be protecting all of us. And you were in charge of a little kid. And you're just giving dude a blowjob. And he's like, okay. Yep. Fuck everybody else. I'm getting mine. That's very, that's very, that's all like really on brand for him. It is. It really is. Why do we like this guy? <laughs> oh no. Uh, I really do like this guy though. I don't know. It's because he's an ice cream man. You can't, you can't get mad at him. He sells ice cream. Uh, butter brickle. <laughs> do you know how hard it is to make butter brickle? Check out our back issue of the Funbox Monster podcast while we man. cover ice cream man. Uh, okay. So. Let's see. So uh, Tim and Rocky run out because they hear him scream. They hear Reg scream when he finds out that he's getting blown by a zombie. And fires a gun. And he also fires a gun. Uh, Tim gets grabbed, or no, Rocky gets grabbed by one of the wise guys. Tim shoots him a bunch of times, but it doesn't do shit. Uh, They're basically invulnerable. Uh, They shoot pudding squibs. Yeah. But luckily, Tim's got uh, the Jody Ball on his side, who maybe isn't working for the tall guy. True. Because Jody puts out the little knives, and he puts it into the wise guy's forehead. And this was a missed opportunity. I love this. Yep. But it could have been so much cooler. Because the ball sticks in his forehead and starts spinning yep. around so fast that it twists his head, that and twists his head, and twists his head, and so his head pops off. But flies. Flies so off. But how cool would that have been if it was spurting pudding in a spiral, spraying okay, everybody sure. the whole time his head <laughs> sure, was spinning around? Like, oh, the like lack a spirograph. Of, exactly. The lack of pudding <laughs> makes me sad. It's true. It's Everything's better with pudding. Um, okay. So, also, we get uh, a scene here back with the vision of, before that happens, we get the vision of... Uh, the all of the balls on the ceiling. Oh yeah, that's cool. So he sees that. That looks is, really great. It looks great, and you know that they're just dangling from strings and kind of dunking into each other, but it still looks fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, you know we get more fighting. Blah blah blah. Let's see. Back in the embalming room, somehow the tall man has strapped Mike and Tim to tables. Uh, Tim got wheeled in by one of the wise guy yeah. zombies while uh, Rocky was fighting the the girl and I still don't understand how the tall man kind of he just kind of tra- teleported in here yeah. from somewhere else Tim stuck out the Jody ball which takes out a little buzzsaw so he can cut the straps and be free yep and then Rocky uh, and um, Reggie there they come Rocky's prepped a big spear by dipping it into the Cairo soup yep <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then and then we get the I really like this where she runs throat she spears tall man with it. Yep. Then runs and pushes him into the freezer. Yeah. They lock him in the freezer and then we get a cool effect where his face crumbles and a ball just flies out of tall man's face. Yep. And this is not this is not your your pappy's uh phantasm ball. No. This is uh the tall man ball. This well, is it's got lots of bells and whistles. It's got, it's got all the candy this thing. <laughs> Uh, except for the lasers, for some reason. It, it, but it, it, it succumbs to its worst enemy, a plunger. <laughs> like, Phantasm like 3, are you fucking with are me at this point? Are you fucking with me? Are you fucking with me at this yeah. point? Reggie defeats the tall man in this with a plunger. Yep, he sure does. I love it. The ice cream man defeats <laughs> the fucking big evil with a plunger. <sighs> but- it. 
it, it's a weird joke too. Like, does he think it's a baseball bat at first? There's that scene of know. there's that scene of him looking at the plunger, and he's you like, just see the stick, and he's like, "Yeah!" And then when he grabs it, he's like, "Oh, it's a plunger!" Like, but it doesn't look like then, a bat. It looks like a plunger. It, it looks like a tiny little wooden dowel. You wouldn't no clue. What you wouldn't he think it was. that. Yeah, exactly. Um, who knows? But uh, so Tim's being attacked by the two zombies, and he. So that we get that cool Jody Ball thing, um, but then Mike's getting his brain drilled. So they all run off to save him, and that's when all that other shit happens. Yeah, and we get that scene with Mike picking at his head, where you realize that oh, he's got to help him a ball. Yep, help him a ball. And so they uh, they run after the tall man ball, and uh, Rocky does her nunchuck thing, which doesn't really work. Or hasn't really worked yet. Look, she looks great using nunchucks. It's true. So it looks just cool. keep showing. It just to keep us doing movie. it. Uh, so uh, before she can do her nunchuck thing, she gets grabbed by the lady zombie, who's back together again somehow after like fucking. She exploded on the pavement like yep. a fucking rotten pumpkin. But she gets thrown off a balcony. But she's feeling fine. Uh, but. Unlike the unlike those little unlike your daddy's phantasm ball, the Angus scrim ball, instead of sticking into this lady's head, just blasts a softball size fucking hole. Looney tunes itself through it with a clear cut circle right through her head. I loved it. It cracked me up so much. Yeah. No, of course. It's, it's one of those. It's it's a Peter Jackson death. It just totally. cracks you up. It makes you laugh. Like yeah, yeah. it was great. Yeah, it's obviously the tall man's going to put himself in the fucking Cadillac of, you know, sentinel yeah. spheres. Uh, so Mike sees that he's bleeding pudding where the tall man started to drill his brain. And uh, he starts picking at it, which don't pick at it if you've got a ball don't in your head. Don't pick at your don't, skull don't, ball. Don't pick at it. Uh, so It's not going to heal. So now we get some new some body horror in this movie as well. So that's fun. Uh, tall man's going after Reggie in ball form. Reggie's dodging it, grabs that fucking plunger, <laughs> somehow catches the ball well, in he, the plunger. Well, he sticks the plunger out, right. the, and the ball sticks into the plunger, and he's like, ha! But then the tall man ball sticks out two twin buzz saws and starts... Yeah. And it still has some leverage, too. Like it, it, oh, it, yeah. It, it, propulsion forward and back, so so they wrestle the... the the three of them, like it's Mike, Tim, and... And they're all wrestling a ball stuck in a plunger. Reg. Yeah, so they're all... <laughs> and this works yeah it no, sounds rocky it, tim and Reg, it so. sounds so stupid when you're describing oh it. yeah it looks kind of stupid too when you see it but it works yeah it's fine and so <sighs> would you ever think though watching the first movie that it would come to this no like we'd be fighting a ball with a plunger in the future no. but while there's do. well there's a trio of wise guys zombies running around yeah no, you would not have guessed that. But either way, he manages to they manage to wrestle it over to the cryo tank. They close it in with all the heads. It's dead. Aha. But now Mike shows up and his eyes are metallic. He's more fucking ball than man now. He's twisted and evil. Um <laughs> more ball than man. Uh this part kind of Too much of a man for ball town. Too much of a ball for man town. Uh this part kind of bugged me because it was I, I thought obnoxiously vague yep oh it definitely is or they're just like mike be patient what? we'll be in touch yeah yeah what mike what's going on why are your eyes balls why are you a freaking <laughs> robot man now not everything you see is real we'll be in touch i'm gonna walk off into the darkness now what are you 
Yep. This movie just it kind of gives you a middle finger. It does because it it also does. it's there's no guarantee. I mean, this works in a TV series. Yeah. You're like, oh, cool. We'll we'll explore that in next episode. But like, there's that, no guaranteed fourth movie. It is too bad because Phantasm is definitely a TV series. Phantasm you, should you, have been and, a TV. And show. then when you go from your gaps of movies from uh, the first one's ten years, this one was six years. Who knows when you're getting the next one, and you're just yep. gonna leave me with that. Yeah. With the character that I've been invested in since movie one, just like, oh, oh well. Yep, that's <laughs> it. But either way. You might way, never even find out. <laughs> yeah, we'll never know. Uh, so, Fuck, even if it does tell you, there's no guarantee it's going to make sense. <laughs> right, it will not make sense. Uh, Jody follows Mike as he walks away. He's like, Reg is like, eh, it's his fault that you're, it's, basically he says, it's your fault that you're confused by this movie, yeah. viewer. Is that's like yeah, what that's his Steven Soderbergh at the beginning of a <laughs> right. Schizopolis approach? It's like, listen, if you're confused, maybe you're an idiot. Anyway, bye. <laughs> uh, so Rocky shows up, nearly runs Reg over. She's like, "Yeah, this was dumb. I'm getting the fuck out of here." <laughs> Which I love her because she's like the only sane person. She's like, "Yeah, this is nonsense. I survived this." Yep. I'm fucking taking the w and i'm leaving yep bye and good call reggie's like i'm still gonna go try to find my ball buddy yeah uh and i guess watch over this kid tim says i I have a kid now tim (laughs) says oh yeah mike told me to tell you that there's thousands of them thousands of what i don't know and then they, and then, you know, Tim's like, whatever, I'm going to go, you know. Let's go back in the murder house. Sure, I'm going to go get a cup of cryonic fluid or something or whatever. <laughs> he comes in, he sees that the the cryonic chamber's knocked over and the heads are laying on the floor and the ball has escaped. And then he comes back in to tell Reg that all this has happened. And then behind the door is Reg pinned against the wall by like 50 different balls. Yep. And he's like, run for it. I'm like, No. I'm going to save the day or something. And he's like, no, it's over. Run. And then the tall man comes in and says, it's never over. And hands, we get that classic phantasm. Yep. Break through the glass and pull somebody in. Hands grab Tim from behind and yep. pull him through the window. The end. It, it, it's, it grabbed me though, man. I want to yeah. see part four. I want to know what happens. Me too. Eh. Yeah, I love it. I love this movie. Me too. It's It's stupid and it's broken, but it's fun as hell. It is super fun. Yeah. I mean... (laughs) It's just how movies should be. This is just (laughs) fucking fun. There's four different sequences in this movie that would be enough for one movie to be like their thing. That's my plot. Yep. Right. Like, that's the thing that we did. And it's just like, they just, they're throwing ideas so fast that like they can't even let one stick. That whole the it doesn't whole matter thing, if it doesn't stick. You're just moving on to something else that's fun. Yeah, I'm just telling you, like that. This whole movie could have been just the Home Alone thing. Mm-hmm. It could have been the tall man trying to get that kid. Yep, and just like which would have <laughs> fallen into traps left and right. <laughs> oh, I mean, you get the tall man slipping on banana peels. Yeah. He gets a paint can on his head. Oh, God, he gets flour all over him. Oh, boy. <laughs> can he can he get hit by a frying pan? Too? Yes, of course. <laughs> you don't have a cousin, Patty. Boy. 
he has to kind of cock his head to the side and yeah and he's and like to- he's like boy i'm having a hell of a day <laughs> <laughs> bonk <laughs> oh thanks boy um yeah. Oh, you know, great movie. You know, we goof, but um, Scrim did a great cameo in Winorski's uh, Transylvania Twist. Do you mm. remember that at all? No, I haven't seen he, it. He, he play- Oh, he played himself. It's a Naked Gun style movie. Uh, in Transylvania, and there's a, there's a scene where he walks out and he throws a sphere like a baseball, and the guy instantly turns into a baseball player, ready to hit the sphere that Angus throws. Oh God! <laughs> wow. Uh oh. It's Maybe great. I'll have to watch this piece of crap. Oh, it's really good, actually. I don't believe you. No, it's Winorski. Okay. All right. I'm scared. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, that's an hour and 40 minutes of us talking about Phantasm 3. Woo! I, I had fun. Yeah. I hope, I hope you did, too. Yeah. You know it's also fun? Uh, shopping at Coast City Comics. <laughs> it is! <laughs> Going to CoastCityComics.com and rating and reviewing the Funbox Monster podcast. It's super fun. Those things are like literally the most fun thing you can you do You could the world. come to the shop and actually buy a Billy Ray Cyrus tour bus. You could. Uh, tour bus. I did. Yeah, it's great. Everybody needs one. And it's great if you walk to work a lot and get really sweaty and forget to bring a clean shirt you can always come back and get a fresh shirt like i did the other day yeah that's that's great it's it's how i sell most of my shirts is uh people forgetting to change their shirts from the night before (laughs) it's it's great that we're between a bunch of bars because that kind of thing happens a lot no i think yesterday when i bought a shirt was seriously i think my third time buying a shirt when i actually needed one when i got here like it happens it does but huh. I'm I'm talking about like in, in 18 years of working next door to the shop, I think I've had to buy okay. three shirts because of like you know incidents. That, that's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, incidents. Incidents. Shirts. Incidents. Yikes. But uh, yeah, there's cool shirts here in Billy Ray Cyrus tour bus toys. Yep, totally. All of those things. <laughs> yes. And uh, and where can they find you? Uh, they can find me on the Instagrams at Matt Awkward VHS Fiend, and you can check out a uh, great group I help run called the Video Vagrants on Facebook. Perfect. And I'm going to go home and I'm going to go to bed. Yeah. I'm going to do that after I go back to work because I stick out. I'm a clock. Yep, that is true. You are indeed a bad boy. (laughs) So good night, everyone, and we will see you for Phantasm 4. Peace out.